Welcome to another episode of Jim Merritt's Indiana. You know, we have talked a lot about different topics. We talked about uh, climate change. We talked about hemp. We've talked about poverty. We've talked about hunger. There are a lot of issues that I want to get to in, in our podcast. And today we're going to talk about nuclear power. Uh, nuclear power is a confusing topic, and there are a lot of different entities out there that have not made it simple. Uh, for the past 30 years or so, I had a little bit to do with the power policies of the state of Indiana, and I always talked about nuclear power uh, because you have to have all the above uh, type of approach to, to powering Indiana, and today it's more important that we do so. Uh, we have Susie Javorowski with us today, and Susie, you've played a role in the last couple of years with the federal government, and uh, you're, you're really just a public servant in my mind. You work uh, as a consultant for New Scale. Tell me about your uh, travels to Washington, D.C. to work in the federal government, and also Austria. Thanks, Jim, and thanks for having me here today. It's really exciting and a lot of fun to be here. And this is one of my favorite subjects, is talking about energy and how the United States can be energy independent and what kinds of, as you said, the all of the above resources we can do to create our electricity so it's stable and always available, always on, so that it's as clean as possible and affordable. So that is one of my favorite topics. I think that's a good framework to talk about. And, exactly. And nuclear fits in there. It sure does. And and that's why, as you referred to, I had the opportunity to work at the Trump administration in Washington, D.C., at the U.S. Department of Energy in the Office of Nuclear Energy. And I asked to be detailed in the Office of Nuclear Energy because I had always admired nuclear. You know, when we first met, I was working for a company that developed coal mines and um, also very supportive of an all-of-the-above energy strategy because each energy source has its benefits and drawbacks, and renewables are great for what they do. And um, nuclear is a big power source that is uninterrupted 24-7, always on, and zero carbon. So I always admired those benefits and then had the opportunity to serve as chief of staff in the Office of Nuclear Energy, where I got to learn about the most innovative new designs of nuclear power, which are called small modular reactors. And so I'd like so we to- We call those S SMRs. And, and that's, uh, the power industry is full of acronyms, but SMRs are tomorrow's power, I Correct. believe. Yeah. Tomorrow's power at our doorstep today, uh, very closely to be deployed. Uh, the What an SMR is, an SMR is a small, scalable, modular way to develop a nuclear reactor. It is based on the traditional technology, but it's total innovation in the way it's constructed, built, uh, the safety attributes, the cost attributes. Uh, the the state of Indiana could deploy small modular reactors in the next five years. Mm -hmm. And the interesting part is Babcock and Wilcox, B&W, if you will, is located in Mount Vernon, right, side, right outside of Evansville, Indiana. And so, uh, and they build these SMRs. Mm -hmm. And But there are a lot of in, different entities that can build, that will build them for you, and they can actually be buried. Yes. Well, three quarters of the design of the small modular reactor is underground. That's part of its inherent safety, uh, which makes it different from your large scale reactors. They are also manufactured in a facility in the United States, a U.S. company developing new scale that uh, I work for, and they can be 
deployed in a scalable way. They can also load follow. So if you're really committed to having a renewable energy solution, nuclear paired with renewable is the ideal clean energy system. Now it's dangerous, isn't it? <laughs> that is the reputation, but really it's one of those misnomer kind of reputations because nuclear uh, is really one of the safest energy sources there is available. And we don't like to think about the morbidity rate, but each energy source has different um, impacts mm -hmm. and challenges. Nuclear is among the safest in the world. And, and people don't think farms. of it that way. You talk about farms. Correct. So uh, the vision is that uh, employing SMR farms in place of where coal fire power plants were. Uh, it's a fantastic solution because of several reasons. Un unfortunately, um, you know, coal has helped us to bring us where we are as a country and in the world and has served its purpose, purpose extremely well. But because of environmental issues, financial issues, um, and regulatory issues, we are having to close coal-fired power plants. Well, SMRs are the perfect uh, solution to put into a coal-fired power plant and replace what was there. You can maintain much of the infrastructure that's already there. You can maintain the workforce that's already in place. And you can build a scalable SMR farm that can go from a four-module farm that powers 300 megawatts electric up to a 12-module farm that powers over 900 megawatts electric. So what I'm hearing, you, we could power probably 25% of Indiana, uh, their households, through one farm. Correct. Yeah. Through one 12-pack module farm. So, mm -hmm. again, it's scalable. You could start small, build up. Um, and it's also scalable in the way that it can work with um, intermittent sources like mm -hmm. renewable energy. Mm -hmm. And uh, one thing that always kind of um, hampered me in thinking about nuclear power is, number one, the, the reputation. Or it's mm -hmm. been sullied through all sorts of accidents or very few accidents, but the accidents were made the headlines. Correct. And, and But you can have an SM, SMR farm right in the middle of a po highly populated area. Yes, you can. We can put, uh, for example, uh, in the middle of Indianapolis where there's a um, gas plant right now, would fit nicely to be an SMR farm. Uh, people can be interacting right around it. It does not have an emergency planning zone around it. Uh, it doesn't need a tremendous water basin right there. That's a big part that because everybody part. thinks of nuclear power. You need an ocean or a river, a Correct. real big body you of water. You do not need that. And, and I do want to reinforce how cool and innovative the technology is and how safe it is. Uh, the way the SMR design from NuScale is, it can, if there were to be an overheating situation, it does not require any human intervention. It does not require any secondary power. And what it does is the design, it shuts in and cools itself mm -hmm. without anybody mm -hmm. lifting a finger. Mm -hmm. It's amazing, innovative technology. And one of the problems we're having is the big accidents uh, out in, out in uh, uh, Asia yes, has Fukushima. really kind of soiled, soiled the reputation. Yeah, no, Jim, I had the opportunity to visit the Fukushima power plant site uh, when I worked for the Department of Energy, and it's incredible. Yes, it was a massive natural disaster of a tsunami, several tsunamis and earthquakes that hit that, and 
Two people died on site at the power plant. That's very unfortunate. But what happened to them was they drowned. Mm -hmm. That's what happened. And and when I went in 2017 to visit Fukushima, I was able to go in my street clothes. I didn't have to wear a lot of masking. The only thing I had on me was a vest with a dosometer. And I got as much radiation as I had from eating a banana that morning at the <laughs> at the hotel. And it was started at 0.00. Mm-hmm. And I left after walking around Fukushima mm-hmm. with no protection. I had 0.05. And it's the same as eating a banana. Well, in Indiana, one of the things that um, has stopped us uh, is, number one, the expense. Mm-hmm. And two, the, the, it could be 10 years to get something yeah. permitted. Not with an SMR farm. Mm-hmm. It is a very quick turnaround because it's fabricated in a facility, manufactured in a facility, it can be a three-year deployment. And what used to be a $14 billion cost for a large scale is now um, the same as doing a combined cycle gas plant. Wow. So it has come down. The cost and the timing are no longer factors. Technology grows, cost declines. Correct. That is a wonderful, Correct. wonderful thing. And one of the things that I think is amazing about this vision of having SMR farms in Indiana is the jobs. Mm-hmm. The labor force. Uh, it would help us to employ all those smart nuclear engineers that come out of Purdue University and keep that uh, talent pool here in the state. <laughs> That's fantastic. It also would keep all the employees that are currently at the coal fire power plants, and it would cost no more than having a gas plant, which might be a transitional um, fuel source, and it's zero carbon. Mm-hmm. It's just as clean as renewables, but it is a baseload large energy source. Well, we've seen Illinois fail with nuclear power, and uh, this this sounds like something that a couple utilities may be able to work together on. Uh, exactly. And, and, and so um, there's a lot to consider here. There's a lot of, of progress, a lot of technology increased uh, for this issue. And uh, I'm really, really proud of the idea of, of putting nuclear power right on the, on the front page of, of the world, and Indiana in particular. Uh, however, though, uh, you are also running for public office. Yes, and, I am. And everybody knows in our podcast that we always leave the end to, to uh, promote, to make sure everybody understands what we're doing in the different genres that we, the different industries that we, we, we report on. But Susan, talk a little about your run for state treasurer. Thanks, Jim. Uh, yes, I am making a run for state treasurer, and I am really excited about For the about Republican this. Party. Correct. Very excited about this opportunity because Indiana has been really blessed with great conservative leadership that has put us in a very solid financial position as a state. In fact, we have come through this pandemic Um, you know, difficult time all around the globe, but we have come through financially sound. And that is due to conservative leadership. I'd like to be able to see that conservative leadership continue in the state under the treasurer's office and be able to leverage all the resources in that office to help Hoosiers um, be able to save for their college tuition for the children and to be able to really leverage the great resource of the Indiana Bond Bank and what they do really well um, and continue what we've done and build on what we've mm-hmm. done so that we can continue to be a great place for Hoosiers to live and work. Well, she'd be an outstanding state treasurer. And uh, there's a negative perception of nuclear power. Uh, how do we get over that? 
Well, that's true. There has been a legacy of a negative perception. But what's interesting is studies are showing on attitudes and awareness towards nuclear that young people today are taking the time to educate themselves about the environment and about the economy and about energy and starting to see that nuclear technology is really the answer mm -hmm. if you care about all those areas. So especially how clean it is, but also we have to also think about the spent fuel. People talk a lot yeah, about the spent nuclear fuel is something waste, that everybody talks about. But reality is it's just spent fuel that hasn't been fully used. Uh, the fuel rods that go into a nuclear power plant have still 96% of their useful fuel available. So it is an opportunity to recycle that used fuel and use it again uh, just based on policy. If we change our U.S. policy about used fuel, spent fuel, we can reuse that and recycle it. And even today, what's considered nuclear waste over the last 60 years in the United States could fit on a football field less than 10 feet deep. So it's always a negative that's thrown up there about nuclear what about the waste what about the waste we can deal with the spent fuel we can recycle it and we can store it very safely it's just a matter of u.s policy to decide to do that susie jeverowski thank you very much uh, for appearing on jim Merritt's indiana i love these sorts of podcasts we're grabbing the third rail of politics and it's uh, nice to have some uh, expert on it to talk about nuclear power and uh, very much appreciate it. You've been watching and listening to another episode of Jim Merritt's Indiana.